Now, did you know that Papa's one of Talisa's best friends, apparently? I never knew that. Is he? he is. I mean, I'm saying that, but... He might say different. You've already recorded him, so he can't deny you. Oh, that's so cute. Papa's the cutest... The cutie pie. Pie. Through his emails. Oh wow, <laughs> Papa Essia, do you? I've been putting on blast. I know he's uh, on sale or something. He doesn't reply to me. He's always he's always busy. He'll reply to me. He's my best friend. Is it? He's not my best Why friend. Why is that? Who are you? I am a queer jamfi, otherwise known as AK, otherwise known as Auntie AK. Actually, no, let me not do that. You can't call me AK unless you're from my peoples. Just don't do that. Okay. You can call me Auntie AK as a sign of respect. Okay, I'm a queer jamfi, founder of the British Blacklist, also co-founder, co-creator, co-leader, absolute leader of the Circle podcast, mentor to Leon Main, um, mother to a daughter and to the world, I think. I'm also a carpenter, a philanthropist, an artist, a hairdresser, a singer, a dancer. Um, I write rhymes and I'm a script editor, screenwriter, a producer. What else do I do? Um... I don't know. What, I'm, a, I'm also a philosopher, uh, right. world leader, global inspiration, mm. Mother Earth. Mm. Um, and that's it. I don't, I don't, not many can... Plagiarist. I'm not a plagiarist. I'm actually a leader. Oh, okay. I'm the firsterist, not a plagiarist. Okay. So not really um, it's not easy for people to follow in my footsteps. But Leon, if you want to try... But I'll, I'll try. I'll yeah, try. try. Who are you? Who are you? So I am Leon Main. I'm a writer-producer co-creator of The Circle. I work in a drama commissioning team at BBC. I run a production company called BWG Limited. I run a network called Insight, which is dedicated to above-the-line black creatives in television and film. I am a script editor for Dreaming Whilst Black on BBC. I am a natural philanthropist. <sighs> I'm an actual carpenter. I'm an actual dancer. Um, I'm a natural singer. Are you? I've never heard you sing in your life. Do you man. know what? I actually have a very good voice, but I don't really want to. Can you sing? Yeah. What? Who? Who do you sound like? Mm, I don't know. I've not really been like compared, compared to anyone. Compared to anyone. Not, not in that way. You know. <laughs> You're incomparable. Oh, I forgot graphic designer as well. And I am also an estate agent. <laughs> I've put up people with houses. Yes, I am. I am. I am. Find out next week what else I can do. Okay, to our special, special guests in the room. You've heard how we've introduced ourselves. You've got to match our energy. Who are you? I am Talisa Toshida, granddaughter yes. to Donna Cladisi. Um, Jeez. Bad that, girl. To be honest, tops you all. You need to meet my grandma and then that's it. That makes it so difficult <laughs> to crazy. kind of challenge because I want to like, yeah, and my grandma, but I, I actually don't have any grandmas living on this earth. Oh. So, oh. The light of them is all over you right it, now. 100% fueling me. And <laughs> um, what do you do, Ms. Talisa? I am an actress. Um, but also, I suppose I'm here because I'm also a creator in general. Mm -hmm. I like to direct. I like to write. I also like to dance. I'm actually carpentering my bed as we speak. I was almost late because I was making my bed. See wow. what I'm saying? You've got it. Welcome yes. to, um, Welcome to like the camp. I like to paint the ceilings and walls of my bedroom. So you're a painter decorator? I'm a painter decorator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I am a breather. And that's not many people get to breathe. <sighs> exactly. So, that's so I'm props. grateful for that. Yeah. I'm a listener. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sorry, mm -hmm. what? Mm -hmm. What did you just say? Mm -hmm. uh, that's not Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you are uh, I am a shadow. That's new. 
That's to the me. sun. She's a bad girl. <laughs> she's good. To be she's honest, good. She's, good. she's good. She can stick around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because honestly, you match that energy. You that even tried to surpass it. I might have to get a bit vexed. <laughs> I'm a memory. So you're, you are. Ooh, oh my god, I'm gonna be a memory. Yeah. I'm a memory. Yeah, god, we go. Listen, I to be a memory. Please pronounce your st- your surname because in map for as long as I've been doing the British blacklist, I'm like Talisa Tixera, Tixera, Tixera. Like I said, Tixera, 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 Tixera. Don't try and say like you said it perfectly the first time. The boxer. What yeah. boxer? Toshina. I don't know that one. I just don't know his first name. I don't even know. Oh, I was thinking of the MMA guy. Yeah. 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 That's that different. Isn't it? I don't know what. No, MMA I do. Cool. <laughs> they all fight. They all fight. They got fists. Yes. Whatever. So look, what we do, like we like to get the facts established early doors. Now we want to go to the world's best reference of fact, Wikipedia. Oh yes. gosh. I didn't so, even I know I had a Wikipedia. Do I have a Wikipedia? Well, bro, you do. Oh, well, this is the problem because, first of all, why is your Wikipedia so short? That's because I'm 12. <laughs> oh, there's that too. <laughs> These are the facts that are on your Wikipedia that you don't know that you've got. Wow. It says that you were born in Bradford, in Bradford, in Bradford, in West. Wait. Bradford, you were born in Bradford, West Yorkshire. I can't speak. West, West Yorkshire. I've got a lisp. Worcestershire sauce. Got a lisp. Yeah, I do have a lisp. Wow. Oh, on my CV, I'm going to add, I've got a lisp. Oh, yeah, cool. You're a lisper. lisper. I'm a lisper. A lisper. A lisper. lisper. I'm a lisper. <laughs> is it true? Go on. Is it true? You were born. In Bradford, West Yorkshire. It is true. I'm a Yorkshire lass. You're a Yorkshire lass. I was there for lass. one year. Oh. And then I fled. <laughs> Left the Yorkshire lands. Um, your mother is English and your father is Baiano. Yeah, from is that how you say it? Yeah, Brazilian. Ba- Baiano? Yeah, Baiano. I've never heard of Baiano. Baiano is uh, for the state of Bahia. In Brazil, which is in Salvador, is the. Have you heard of Salvador? It's like the yeah, yeah. city of Bahia. He's there, Black Bayano. Oh. Interesting. Yeah. Um, is it true that he lived in Vitoria, Espirito Santo before yeah. he England? <laughs> is that a flavour of crisp? <laughs> I wish. Espirito Santo. Yeah, where is that? You lived in Vitoria, Espirito Santo. Espirito Santo. Espirito Santo. Um, it's in Brazil on the oh, coast. Oh, okay. Um, south of Salvador, north of Rio. Nice. Right. Yeah. Um, then you returned to England at the age of eight to live in <laughs> Chalfont, St. Peter, Buckinghamshire, where you joined a local theatre group at the back of a church. Yeah. Is that all true? Bradford, Brazil, Bucks, back of a church. <laughs> it's a bee. It's all the bee. It's a bee life for you. Big life. Yeah. All right. So this is all it's true. It's all true. Yeah. I don't know who found this out. Where? Why I, they would want me on Wikipedia? I mean, we've got to know who you I'd are. I'd actually quite like someone to spice it up and change all of those things. Don't do that, because I will, I will add all the things you said. Shadow. Um, and also, the final thing, you changed at the... Ro- okay, you went to the Royal Welsh College of Music and Drama. I did. Graduated in 2014. So why did you leave all the Bs to go to... Wo- C, Cardiff. Ca- okay. Yeah, yeah. It's all, tr- it's all boring and true, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's great. Okay, so why acting? Acting. I actually wanted to be a horticulturalist. Oh. Yeah. And I sometimes think maybe I'll go back to just... Posting some plants and and learning about the environment. <laughs> the <next laughs> I actually day. did a um like a three week course in um Sparschalt Horticultural College. Seriously, really? yeah, because I was that keen on on wanting to do um stuff with plants, and then I went to do this sort of acting group when I was little to make some friends, and then apparently I was the best one there. Oh wow. <laughs> There was like four of us. That, that's still. still star power. Yeah. And my mum's friend was like, why don't you try applying for drama school? And then I was like, what's drama school? Uh. And then I applied and I got in. And it was the last year before the fees went up. 
And so mm. I was like, well, I better go now. Yeah. Otherwise I'll not pay that amount of money to mm. roll around on the floor mm. and wear a mask and, like, be broken down <laughs> to the core. <laughs> Why would you anyone pay for that? Yeah, I don't know. Right. But I did. And um, I think acting for me is to do with community and storytelling, which I've always been really fascinated in. I, I love people. Oh, bless you, man. So in terms of your upbringing, what does being half Brazilian and British bring to the who are you table? Interesting, because I think in Brazil, I'm the like gringa. Oh, yeah. Okay, <laughs> and sure. here, I'm like, the Brazilian! Yeah. That's like Charles, that's wear colourful clothes. Yeah. Um, so it's always, I think, for me, been a, a like, I've wanted to break down stereotypes mm. in that sense in the work that I do. Mm. Um and I think we get that as as anyone like black in London as well. Yeah. Like, Absolutely, yeah. you, there's lots of shows out there that people think you know you've seen it all when you see one mm. interpretation of how black lives yeah. <laughs> exist, yeah. and they assume that that's exactly how you are. So I think for me, there's a huge amount of being um, from two very very opposing cultures, both like culturally how you express yourself your body mm-hmm. to like with touch um and also like humor is very different in both languages i wouldn't say i'm a completely different person when i go to brazil but it takes me like a week to sink into like the brazilian version yeah, of, of me because i'm like why, why isn't anyone laughing at my hilarious jokes <laughs> it's like oh yeah i'm being really like coy and british and yeah. like punny and yeah. i just have to be a bit more slapstick and then <laughs> and then everyone gets it but i think for me with what makes me the performer that I am is to do with respecting differences Mm. um, across culture, but also within yourself Mm. um, and how much those can shift from day to day um, in terms of like mental health. That's something I'm really interested in and just being really honest about that. And that's the sort of work I'm interested in, in, in yeah, honesty and talking about the mind and also just like being really honest with cultural differences and shifts and how do we like break down those barriers of what you're expected to be as a certain thing. Does it say, just because I was going to ask you something else, but just touching on the mental health aspect yeah. and your interest in it, is ever the two worlds colliding a struggle to maintain mentally yeah. for you? I mean, we felt it a lot during lockdown in terms mm. of being cut off from people. But having your country literally like it would be illegal for me to try and get a ticket to go and see my family yeah that time like made it so far away um but i think also it struggles with these as i say like these very didactic ways of like expressing and i think growing up in buckinghamshire as well like it was i was literally the only brown person in the village my mm-hmm. mom's white <laughs> like some a brown jamaican family moved in when i was like 16 everyone's like your family's here and i'm like very <laughs> different colonial backgrounds <laughs> i mean you're all still the baddies for us but like different very very different yeah, yeah, yeah. um not the baddies sorry mrs <laughs> greaves or whoever was there and I loved but um there was something about uh yeah just experiencing who you are like race and and cultural differences in a in a area that's like has very one way of thinking yeah um and mental health i think is something i i struggle with with anxiety and and ups and downs i mean waves Mm, mm. (laughs) um and you just have to respect when you're up it's great and then sometimes you know the 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 
the lows you go okay yeah i had a great weekend last yeah, weekend yeah. i could talk to people i could look people in the eye talk to everyone on the bus stop and this week i'm gonna put my headphones on and i'm just gonna read my book and like wait for the storm to pass yeah um and i think with performing it's just something that's that happens a lot more than we'd like to admit right. yeah um and the more you start to open up those conversations about you know, today's really not a good to day. Yeah, yeah. And some people go, "I had no idea that you were yeah. like that." And you're like, "Yeah, because I'm also an actor and very good at <laughs> yeah, 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 hiding yeah. these things." Yeah. I think, it, and that's the beauty of it as well, because sometimes you need to put on a front to like help your brother or sister out who's going through some something difficult. But yeah, I think mental health has been something that yeah has, has fascinated me because I think mental health encapsulates everything. You know, you, you, even if you're showing showing a very very elated scene yeah. in a show, it's like. Where's that come from? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fine. So, a very random question. Do you, yeah. s- you speak Portuguese? I do, yeah, okay, yeah. Cool. That's what I want to say. Yeah. <laughs> I speak Portuguese. Oh, but I don't. I don't. I speak. Part. I don't really speak any other language. Like, I understand mm-hmm. um, French and I understand trees. Do you understand French? To a certain level. How? What? GCSE level? GCSE level? Yeah, obviously, you know, I've got... And the sexy songs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And sexy songs. I understand tree, obviously, but I don't, like, speak many languages. I speak English. How do you find that when with this, this thing home. of like being that, but also the cultural, like I, I was taken away from the literal language of it. Yeah, I, I'm i I'm disappointed in myself for not like learning and Me understanding too. my own language. And it's something that um, I tell my mum every single day. So like I've got a daughter now, so she's oh, seven gorgeous. weeks old. And it's very important that she understands like her or half of her culture. So yeah, yeah. I need to learn that she needs to learn. I actually want to learn, learn with her. Yeah, I'm going yeah, to learn with her. Yeah, great. There's um, Duolingo, isn't it? Yeah. Is it? Yeah, something like that. Um, I just wanted to be on the record that I speak Portuguese. Obrigado. É isso, menina. Muito bem, fala outra coisa. Obrigado. Obrigado. Wrapping her shirt around her as if her language isn't going to come out your chest. Obrigado. Obrigado. Okay. Some would say... Trigonometry was your breakout role, some would say. But which role do you think establishes your career path? I would probably say trigonometry. (laughs) (laughs) What established my career path was probably in theatre. Okay. I started doing lots of plays at the start, as I say, like community and audiences and live performance. It's just does something to me, which, yeah, I just love seeing people's faces. Also, you know what their reactions are live. Mm. So if you know it's going terribly wrong, you can, like, wind it. Um, yeah. <laughs> whereas in screen, mm-hmm. you film something, and then six months later, maybe it comes out, and you're like, I actually don't believe in the way that I have portrayed that character oh, sure. anymore because lots of things have shifted in my mind. And then that can be really scary, being like, yeah, actually, that's a dated thing, and it mm. moves so quick. Oh. So, But, uh Yerma at the Young Vic. Yerma. Yeah, Yerma. It was, um, so Yerma was uh, originally a Frederico Lorca play. Mm. I hate that I just did his name with a Spanish accent. (laughs) Frederico Lorca. Um, He's so Spanish. (laughs) I was was engaged. I was engaged. (laughs) And I was like, oh, that's not, oh, okay. (laughs) But Simon Stone, who's um, literally like a living genius. Um, He's like, probably like 36 now mm. and he rewrote this version of Yama and set it in the modern day Billy Piper played Yama um, and then there was six other cast members and it was just one of those performances 
one that like people were queuing around the corner sure. to watch it and I'm not saying this I had a very small part but it was like people said to me you've peaked too soon like all the actors in it that had been doing their whole careers they were like there isn't a play Anything like better. this yeah. yeah we haven't experienced a cast like this a set like this an mm. audience like this a script like this and the way that we rehearsed it I mean, there's the great thing about working with lots of directors as well is there's so many different ways of approaching mm. the story. Um, but we didn't rehearse it. We like sat down round the table and read the script over and over and then just stopped rehearsals pretty much at like three and just chatted or went to the pub. Oh, and wow. We got to know each other as a cast. Um, and Billy got the last scene of the play like the day before tech. Um, because he wanted it to be fresh. He wanted it to be like a playground for the mm. actors. We could go anywhere on stage that we wanted. There was ablebing bits going on. He said, like, never say the same line the same way twice. Oh, wow. Um, which was, it just meant that you were constantly exploring and constantly learning. As I say, like, it made it current. Yeah. We took it to New York, and the way that we had to, like, do the comedy timing of it had to shift because American comedy is just so different oh, wow. to British comedy. Mm. Like, here, you you say the joke and you kind of keep going through the laughs because everyone sort of keeps up with you. Whereas there you had to like, it's coming, it's coming. Here's the punchline, leave a gap to laugh and then oh, carry on. That's interesting. It's really fascinating. That's like, interesting. British humour and American humour. So it just meant that you were constantly learning and constantly exploring. So it was like muscles were being used basically, yeah. Yeah. which was very useful. Yeah. yeah. I guess we can't ignore like how groundbreaking trigonometry was. And mm. I remember I went to Berlinale. And Were you there? I was there, yeah. Oh, and he told me he was going on about the show. Yeah, they showed um, oh, obviously the first four episodes like, yeah. before it even come out in the UK. And uh -huh. I was like, this is sick. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Yeah, I was like, yeah. And I remember I, I called yeah, yeah. a message to Quinn. I was like, watch it, watch it when it comes. It's proper, yeah. proper dope. Like, I loved it. What was the experience like? Um, for you like was it an immediate yes when you got the script or when you were approached with it um, mm. or when you auditioned and you know what was it about the particular project was there any concerns in regards to like the relationship mm -hmm. aspect of it mm -hmm. you know portraying that because I don't think we've we've had anything like that on screen and yeah we, and even now even though now you know we're much more like inclusive fluid as a, as, a, as an industry I, I still don't think we've had anything like it yeah so I agree with you so, just yeah. one of the reasons why I it was. wrote a letter to Athena, the director, after my first round, <laughs> being like, I need this. Oh, really? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I really want this. Um, and I'd never done that before. I, when I read the script, I thought, wow, because in the script it said very clearly about the race of the characters in it as well, about who wanted oh, to play, cool. what oh, they okay. wanted to be, and it wanted to be very different people within the show. Yeah. Um, and to see, first of all, a chef and a paramedic, both who were black, in love for the sake of love mm -hmm. and just going through normal day to day trying to pay rent and ships in the night trying to make sure they can still like make love and not fight all the time mm -hmm. was just so fresh for me. And I'd not read a script like that. I'd been given scripts of like the best friend who helps the white woman who yeah. needs some advice yeah, or like yeah. Yeah. the person who also, you know, the, the drug dealer who also likes reading, or like <laughs> the, you know, all these like uh, very frustrating roles that I was like this. And also the nuance of it was that it was very black on page on the page for me. It was like, she had a white father who didn't understand her connection with her mother who'd passed away and that they were like polar opposites yeah. to each other and the struggles between that and 
and the the relationship between the three i do admit i think there could have been more to do with conversation within the three of them about race absolutely completely and i think actually if this had been made now it might after have. lockdown it would definitely oh, have been yeah. there without a doubt which is what i'm saying about things changing so quickly. yeah 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 um and even i probably would have had the vocabulary now more so because also it was the first lead in a tv thing right you go like oh, very much like yeah, and I wish you, I, now i'd be like guys we just need to have a big old chat about yeah how in yeah. now we would talk about this but it was just something that i yeah audition for thought this is something that i'd not seen on screen mm. and yeah it was scary reading like three-way love scenes but it was awkward it was very british in the way that it was like goofy yeah. and nerve-wracking mm. and nobody knew what they were doing it yeah. wasn't like these assertive people we didn't do any research basically on what it is to be polyamorous right. um because nobody knows yeah. like mm. the the chances of falling in love with someone that your partner also falls in love with, who also falls in love with you and your partner at exactly the same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, it's so yeah. rare and so like mystical and angelic, if it goes well, <laughs> that there was no research to be done. Yeah. It was all about communication. But Athena Tsangadi, who is a director, she's from this amazing like weird wave Greek world of like amazing cinema. I'd seen her film um, Attenberg and Chevalier that she'd done before mm. um, with Ariane Lebed, who was in, who was yeah. playing yeah. it. And, you know, she'd like done work with Yorgos Lanthimos. She'd like produced his stuff and, and did the most amazing, her, her directing was shapes. It mm. was like, she'd come up to you and just like rub your chest with her finger oh, and she wow. wouldn't give you a note. She'd just be like, oh, and like give you her bottom lip and then uh, walk away and smoke a cigarette like oh, outside what? and then she'd be like go again she'd just like link you to like your soul so, oh, and then you do the cute. scene again and you'd be like yeah this is actually devastating actually yeah breaking Jeez. up with someone is oh, actually a lot harder than what i've just I love done that. i love that i love She's that amazing and i love that some people were like what is going on <laughs> really weird but i completely get down with that shit i love Did it. you have an inter intimacy coordinator so we were offered one okay and i think um, amazing to be offered and there's been things since that we've, yeah. I've been offered and I've been like yeah let's get that down but basically the the, the room was so safe and the um, yeah. the three of us it was we basically had put all of the sex scenes until the end they'd kind of okay, interesting. decided okay. to do all of the other scenes we got to know each other mm. and then all of the intimate scenes that's interesting film later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool if it had been at the start we'd be like yes please but we <laughs> sort of were like to get someone new in at this stage would actually be we don't a need. more confusing yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but you also starred in Anne Boleyn, not yes. but, and you starred in <laughs> Anne Boleyn, which is a reimagining of the story of Anne Boleyn. Uh, again, groundbreaking because the cast was predominantly black, mm -hmm. um, with Jodie Turner-Smith playing the titular character. Mm -hmm. um, why was that a yes? And how do you feel about colorblind casting and casting historical <laughs> characters with anyone? Because I have a thing, yeah. I'm being silly, but I have... I'm not sure how I feel about colorblind casting. I'm not sure about reimagining. It needs to be gone. I'm not sure about historical actual figures being cast anyhow because I'm protective of my own historical characters. Yeah. I'm not sure if we need black people telling historical stories of white folks in order to break down the boundaries of racism. I'm not sure. However, Anne Boleyn yeah. was groundbreaking. Jodie Turner-Smith is amazing. It yeah. was a great production. So how do you feel? I completely agree with you. There you go. <laughs> we can move on. I completely agree with you. Um, it's, 
so, let's be honest. It was lockdown. Yeah. Hadn't worked. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can say this now because it's been aired, but <laughs> it, yes, you can't say no to everything. And sure. also I didn't want to say no to that because the script was great. Mm. The cast was great. Mm. Papa was in it. Hadn't seen him for a while. And I got to live with him <laughs> in Yorkshire for a bit. Um, but also... I don't want to like throw away the everything that I don't agree with. Sure. Um, I have done lots of plays at the Globe and playing like in Shakespeare and lots of like Elizabethan plays. Yeah. And sometimes it works. Sometimes that can also be thrown in the bin. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when it's worked, so I did um, Amelia. Um, no, I wasn't. Amelia was the whole play, but I played Amelia in Othello. Um, directed by Ellen McDougall. This was like 2018, maybe. Yeah. Um, and Othello was black. Iago was white. And Amelia, who's Iago's wife, was played by me. And when I came up into the audition, I said to Ellen, like, why me? Like, why have you got me in the room? Are we taking a box here? Or mm. like, what's going on? And she said... One, very kindly, I like your work. Two, I think that we need to have a more nuanced idea about what Iago's character is and his idea with like being obsessed with race mm. in general. And it was gross and we had very, very intimate and difficult conversations in the rehearsal room. But we were talking about, you know, if, if the best he can get is... Amelia, when mm. he possibly might be gay and wants Othello, mm. and then he treats her terribly, and then we can talk about whiteness, and we can talk about the nuances within that, yeah. and then it works. You don't yeah. have to change the script. Yeah. You don't have to like be like, by the way, old-time Globe players, we're just like, ignore that I'm black over here, I'm just mm. playing someone yeah. white. Um, let's just, like, you know, employ Talisa and uh, give her a chance. I wouldn't have agreed with that, but this made sense. It's also my history, and I agree with you. It's also, like, something that confuses me, but mm. we're all learning. Mm. <laughs> but with Anne Boleyn, when I went for the audition, Carmel Cochran, who cast it, yeah. I asked her, like, why, are we, why have you got us in? And she gave me the very honest answer of, I've had enough of casting loads of white people in stuff. Okay. Mm. That the moment where there aren't enough scripts with the people I want to cast in, which yeah. was really honest of her. Um, I agreed with her and she was like, until I get given more scripts with more people in who have a different story to tell, mm. um, I'm just, I don't, I can't, I don't want to do that. Mm. I, when are we going to see the talent that we can then make sure that the writing and the funding is put into the beginning of making a story. Let's make sure the writers are black mm. or, are you know, from different backgrounds that we, we just need to tell those stories from the get go. Um, but colorblind casting needs to be chucked in the bin. Because? Because it is whitewashing the stories. Um, there was no way that... So I did a play recently that I've decided not to do a transfer of. Okay. To sit, like save face of the production because I think it's a brilliant, brilliant... Like There's so many amazing people in the cast and I really want them to do well and the story is really interesting. I'll keep it as like that. it is. But... <laughs> mm -hmm. It didn't work for me because of this exact thing of uh, we have a plethora of incredible backgrounds and nuance yes. and light and stories and yes. folklore yes. and 
creativity and different ways that we move our bodies on stage and different ways that we like need to express a story that if you cast a cast that look diverse and you think that you've done your work and yet you have say a Japanese dancer on stage who has a different way of expressing movement yeah. or like death or, <laughs> you know, cultural differences yeah. of those things. How dare you not express those things on mm. stage for us and to ask them to do the standard, this is what we need you to perform as. I hope I haven't spoken No. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah, not no, to take away that, yeah, yeah. be comfortable, but that's exactly my point. Yeah. Because I think that plonking ethnics into white spaces yeah. without acknowledging the ethnics, cultural difference in how they would approach something mm -hmm. and if it can be researched and like we would approach it exactly the same way fine but there are so many things that we do ethnically that doesn't work in the white mainframe and that's not because that's nothing wrong with that yeah. it's just you cannot just plonk us into stories I feel the same way it's just there's something so strange going on in the industry at the moment if yeah. I'm honest and it's like it's gone so far in trying to please everybody It's every show, every TV show, everything is trying to please one of everyone. Yeah. And you're just not going to achieve that. No. And then you're not going to be go into depth enough about people's experiences exactly, across yeah. the board. Have your Downton Abbeys. Have absolutely every... I don't mind. Except as long as when I turn the channel, that there is something for everyone. Mm. And so the diversity needs to be across programming. Right. And across who gets given the chance Ex to write the stories and direct the stories and put the music in the stories. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. We're going to go on the road and okay, let's with do black eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I found my roadie. So it is ad time. Ding, 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 www.soulhouse.com forward slash membership forward slash works that's www.sohohouse.com forward slash membership forward slash works and then you can do your outro song if you want ding 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 I will cut that and record over it Soho Works it's the place to be if you want to work in So all the research says that you're private, you're quite a private person. Like you know, there is no social media trace of you. Is that a conscious effort or you just can't be bothered? And do you feel pressure now that your like star is rising? Do you feel pressure to have a social media account? Pressure, yes. I don't think I've ever not been bothered to do anything. I think it, it's always an effort to avoid social media yeah, in yeah, any yeah. course. It really is. It really is. Like to actually avoid it is it's hard work. Mm. Um Yeah, I feel like sometimes I'm like, why yada? <laughs> like, this person has definitely got that part because they did it. They did the thing. Mm. Um, 
and they're wearing a really nice outfit because it's been given to them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd like those shoes. Um, but at the same time, charity shops are great. Um, <laughs> but I, I feel with a very simple aspect of it is that if I'm wanting to play lots of different roles, to be as incognito as possible makes my job easier. Yeah, I hear that. Um, someone might easily just be like, oh, that's you though, isn't it? And it's like, well, playing a character that's so close to you is actually, I find, the hardest. Mm. Um, but mental health, if I'm mm. honest, it's tough out there. Yeah. And I think I've got my own, like, private thing. I catch up with my family in Brazil, see what they're up to, stalk ex-lovers, um, yeah. <laughs> like everybody. <laughs> but I think that there might be something in the future that's, like, maybe... I'd like to put out the work that I've made a bit more. And yeah. like yeah. a musician, most of my friends are musicians or artists um, and I love their pages. I love scrolling through mm. and seeing the work that they've put up. It's just a really weird balance. I find it so strange to understand between Same. like ego versus like promoting yeah. versus Same. this is actually a really beautiful mm. herb I've grown from scratch. Yeah. Do you want to see it? But then also if you've had a difficult day and you can't get out and you've seen my beautiful herb I've grown from scratch and you feel useless, that might make you feel worse. So wow. it's, it's a like, lot. Uh, it's a lot. Um, but then some people, haters are going to be haters, do you know what I mean? But I don't think that's what I'm trying to avoid. But um, <laughs> it's just something that maybe having a platform that's like i made this weird film yeah yeah watch it if you want i always or say not. that to the people who are reluctant because as, yeah. a, as a journalist um with a media platform that likes to celebrate the work that you guys do i have had frustration like oh my god there's no way i can't even t yeah. and that's and that's a little bit of my ego because i want yeah. you to see that i've actually celebrated you so oh, fucking like nice. it back but that's my ego a yeah, little bit true. apart from the fact that it is the visibility thing the, the, the ethos or the MO of the um, platform. But I do say that if anything, if you're reluctant and you do feel the pressure, it's just talking about the work. Yeah. Try and remove the, this is my breakfast and this is my clothes and this is this. Mm -hmm. It's more like, this is the work that I'm doing as an inspiration to others. And people That's, that can do that, great. Yeah, like, and enjoy, if you can't, Enjoy sharing so pictures of whatever you want to do, then yeah. sharing is lovely if you exactly. have. But for me, personally, I know that I'd be like, it would become a currency that I... Yeah, would feel like how do I keep rich in this and then nah. Yeah. Within the industry, is is social media very important in terms of getting roles? That's what they're saying now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's factored in. I think so. I think it's it's shift. They'd like to say it isn't. Um, and in the past, I think I'd said, oh, but the, the shows that want that aren't the shows I'm interested in. Mm. But actually, now it's becoming so common that there's loads of brilliant programs that I think because there's so many channels and yeah. so much being made that they need people that have a bit of a following to be a hook sure. um which is fine but it's just like god i wish i was in the 70s but you've also moved into director's chair no is it your turn um <laughs> it is your turn no i think it's your turn however <laughs> i will say that you didn't put director at the top of uh, when we were saying who you are, you never added director. I she said say, creator. Good, good point. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. I swear you said director in the end. Director, yeah, I find the term for me directing because I've the stuff I've directed in in inverted commas has been a, such a collaborative thing mm. that well, actually, the eighty percent of directing is just getting the best people for the job and being like fly, yeah, fly, yeah. pretty yeah. fly, um, and trying to like hold down egos maybe, but. Well, uh, so yeah, then what was, so what do you so we met before the short film mm. tell us about that then what this is a film i made with 15 dancers 
Yeah, I love dance. I wasn't dance. called because I'm I a dancer. Dance. I wasn't yeah, well, I'll get your number. Thank you. The next one. Thanks. Series two. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> of the short film. I was doing a play at the National Theatre called Julie and there were these incredible dancers in the show mm. and I asked to be in a dressing room with them because I hate being in a dressing room on my own because I get terrified Aww. and lonely. Um, <laughs> and I was sat next to this incredible dancer, Temi Topa Ajose Cutting, and she wanted to get into choreography more. She'd mm. done a lot of dance and, and doing other people's moves. Sure. But she found out that I write like sort of poetry, spoken word lettery type text yeah and she got one of these pieces of work and asked if she could do like a movement response to this letter that i'd oh, written nice. to a friend yeah it was such a, this is what i mean about directing because it's like people were just coming together and yeah. and um uh, you're on rep at the national so we had like week on week off and in one of the weeks off I said, just take my words because I find it sometimes quite difficult when the writer's in the room with creatives because they're like, actually, that wasn't my experience and actually, could you do it like this? And I'm like, actually, I just want you to just interpret what it means to you, what I've written to someone else. And it was perfect. Yeah. It was so beautiful. Um, and I watched after a week these um, incredible dancers from like Rumbear, Sadler's Wells. They were just like the best of the best um, sort of do a movement response to feelings that mm. I had put yeah. down on a piece of paper That's months beautiful. before. And it was very overwhelming. And also because it was so collaborative, it meant that it wasn't just a very personal thing. It's meant that everyone in it had a draw to this topic about mental health. Yeah. Um, and a friend of mine who was ill. And then a, another friend of mine, Jordan Rowie, who's a cinematographer, was free for a couple of days. I was like, do you guys, we need to make something out of this. Let's film it, like, guerrilla filming mm. style, wow. just run out into some fields um, in Walthamstow. And my partner at the time, he wrote the music for it, um, and uh, Tim Doyle, and it was absolutely stunning, like, beautiful string mm. quartet. And he wrote it after he'd seen it as well, so it was just, oh, nice. like, Amazing. a great collaboration, basically. Where's so, come on. I was going to say, where can we find it? Yeah. It's on Galdem. Uh-huh. And it's on Girls and Film. Oh, wicked. Um, yeah, they've taken it. So it's on their short, Galdem shorties. They take it. They took it. They take it. They take it <laughs> every day. Um, <laughs> and Girls and Film took it like last month. So it's online. Nice. What I was going to say is like, so because you, you said actress quite loudly and then creative. So are you going to be behind the camera a bit more? Or is this, what's your? Yes, tip? I'd like to. Okay, mm. that's fine. This is me trying to do it. You're like my mentors today. <laughs> Get on with it. You're going to do it. You're going I've to do been it, writing, girl. which has been nice as well. So I That's just feel good. like there are lots of other stories to be told. Absolutely. Yes, there are. Dark section now. Dark. The worst no you've ever had. The worst no. Black Mirror. Oh. It hasn't that. Uh, yeah. The, as in. The whole. What, the, as what? in the, an older season or the yeah, latest season? Yeah, older season. Oh. It was the, only a little the, part, um, but I was just loved. Oh, oh yeah. series. How did you get over it? Mac and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Good mac and cheese. Okay, what's been the most rewarding? Yes. Mm. Um, I love things like this. Yeah. Mm. I really do. Um, it's just really nice to sort of, it's almost like a diary entry and you're like, oh, 
lovely. (laughs) (laughs) Really nice to sit and like reflect and talk with some strangers. Um, It's like less weird than me talking to people at the bus stop. It's like (laughs) legit and it's been recorded and other people can hear it. Yeah, so it's great. Of course. Um, But yeah, rewarding yeses have been jobs that, um, yeah, with with other actors that you've like wanted to work with yeah. before and stuff like that um, like Amberlynn was like great because I was like oh, with your homie. I can be with my homie <laughs> yeah that's cute yeah what's a favourite on screen role that you Ooh. either wish was you or has inspired that's a good one I've yeah. started watching Sopranos for the second time round okay mm. and Carmela in Sopranos the wife the wife I do not. I took a step in the dark. I have seen Sopranos, oh. but I'm like, I had to be yeah, a wife. She, that role, Tony's wife. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Seriously. It's actually, sometimes I forget. I forget that she's not in a, just a documentary, because she is oh, yeah, so <laughs> good. At yeah, yeah, yeah. And like you, you go through the whole series going, I feel so sorry for this woman, but she knows that her husband is a bad man. Yeah. And you just feel sorry for her. And I think the way that she, that role is played is incredible, and. So do you wish it was you or she's inspired you? Isn't She's actress? inspired me. I don't okay. think I wish it was me. Because oh. I think actually doing a series for that many years would probably drive me mad because mm. I love moving around. I hear that. Is that your favourite show of all time? Yeah. Oh. Mm. I'd good, say so. Good taste, um, good taste. On that, what are you watching at the moment aside from repeating The Sopranos? What am I watching at the moment? I'm watching loads of documentaries. Okay. okay. I watched that one on Woodstock. Have you seen that? Which one? It's oh, like one? train wreck. It's like Woodstock 99. It was like the last Woodstock and how terribly it was. In 1999, there yeah, was yeah, Woodstock. Yeah, there was a Woodstock yeah. in Imagine 1999. That. And it was just unbelievable. Like people were tearing this, the festival down. It was like the opposite of what the first Woodstock was. Oh, I mean, yeah. I, in, having a Woodstock in 99 seems really wrong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You'd think the Woodstock is just that piece in Love 70s. But yeah. no, it was a documentary about that. And then I watched a documentary called... Uh, the most hated band on the internet. Yeah, oh god. Yeah, that. my friend Alice like produced that, and it big ups Alice. And um, it was just he's a dick, unbelievable. But documentaries, I love. I think it's because you're not. There's no like, the performance of it is the way that the story is being told. Yeah, mm. and I think that that's really good for when you are going to be a performer yourself. You're like, how do they break this down? Mm. And like looking at it from a an wider perspective of everyone's character. Mm-hmm. Is really useful okay. for acting, maybe. I don't know. That's interesting. What was the last documentary you've seen? Okay. The most hated man on the internet. No, I tell a lie. <laughs> Me and my mother, we, I don't know. Me and my mother, we watched um, two documentaries on Channel 4 the other night. One was about the Indian partition. Oh, right. And the second one was, it's called A Very British Torture, and it was about the Mau Mau's versus the British mm. colonialists and what happened there and how okay. it it's it's talking about actually the way that the British, you know, projects that other people are terrorists and torturists and yeah, they literally extreme torturists and torture, all that type yeah. of stuff. And it, it's interesting, back to back, two documentaries about how the British have, have are instigators. And we are in this space of retelling history truthfully. Um, that's why you've got in America, the people are anti-critical oh, um, race theory and all that type of stuff. Mm. But we need to have the truth told and not have it one-sided and then you can free your demons as white folks. I, anyway, I can go what on. It's it not called? about that. I can't remember. Uh, um, one of them was at the, they're literally, they'll be on more for most definitely. They're on channel, they were literally on the other night. So one's about the Indian partition and the other, I think is a very British torture was the one about the Mau Mau's and mm-hmm. Colonialists. So, um, and they were on more for uh, 
Channel 4 to catch you? up what series. Watching in general? Or no, the documentary. Last documentary I saw. The last documentary I saw was... Our, is it Our Father on Netflix? Oh, the man who spread his seed mm. yeah, excessively. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. Yeah, is it good? Was, it's interesting. I'll say that. It's a true story about a man who's... Yeah. yeah. In, in <laughs> yeah scrunched he, up your face. Yeah, essentially, um, <laughs> he spread yeah, his seed excessively. Spread his seed excessively to, I guess... Uh, preserve the Aryan race. Have, huh? To preserve the Aryan to race. To preserve the Aryan race, yeah. And... There's like 60 siblings and counting that don't know that they're siblings. Yeah. He basically went as a, he was a doctor, right? And he went in as a, you know, his sperm donor. So he basically, <gasps> instead of putting in the sperm that you asked for or chose, he used, he his, used his own. Sperm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And he used yeah. his own sperm. Yeah. His own sperm. And basically, like, there are, there was a, one particular woman who found out. And then she told... And like, people oh, yeah, are out there living right now, walking yeah. around. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this document's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. And, uh, it's yeah. not like... I and he back in the he went jail, but then the jail sentence wasn't great. I've, I've watched yeah. it and I've so there's like it. sixty and counting. Like they haven't My found everybody, everybody. but he's yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's nuts. That See, that's why I love documentaries because it's like everyone gets so hyped up. Yeah, no, there's that. Then, then it's like the, the the madness of the world. It's actually quite scary. Yeah, yeah very true. All right, so Teresa, there is a picture of you, right? Uh, where? Serious things. Uh, where? We don't know. Maybe it's on social media. Who knows? There is a picture of you, and it is in black and white, and you are looking pensive in this particular picture. Mm-hmm. Like this? <clears throat> yeah, just like that. Your name is probably like bottom right-hand corner. And then above that, oh. further above, there is a quote. A quote. Oh, what gosh. is that quote? What is the quote that either defines you or a saying that you live by? If you were to join Instagram, right, this would be oh, like your Craig first Craig David's ones where it's like him, he's got, have you seen his Craig David's uh, no. Instagram page? No, no, no. I've mean, oh, seen it, but not little taken... treat for your way home. <laughs> he's got like quotes that he's put up and there down you go. with like sunsets. There you like, go. You know, those old like comic He's not the only one. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Paint. What's your one? What's my one? I don't trust anyone who doesn't listen. Pardon? <laughs> Get out. Like who is that. your friend? <laughs> I like no, but that. that sounds quite rude. Okay, no. trust those who listen is more godly. I don't trust those who don't listen is more Instagram. So it depends where this post <laughs> where this is going to go. Yeah. Ooh. I like it though. I, I like genuinely it. find it really confusing when you meet someone... Mm. And they don't ask you any questions. Mm. Not this isn't in an ego way. I'm, mm. I find it very peculiar when you can have a whole like hours conversation with someone and they don't ask you anything. I hear that. When you mean ask questions, do you mean like specifically about them? Because I'm sure in an hour's time. I no, mean, some people hour. can just can keep the no, conversation they just keep going talking. about themselves. No, Genuinely, you're, you're oh, paying yeah, attention cool. to it now. Yeah, think and those about people it. are psychopaths. <laughs> I get it because it's like you've got no interest in me. No, so generally some people don't robot? ask any questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They That's go like, nice. oh, I'm going on holiday to this place. And then if you say something to link that. Yeah. Oh, where are you going? Oh, Crete. Oh, you know, I went to Crete. Okay, cool. They won't ask you anything back. Where there's no, to there's go no, or anything. No and they'll off. be like, yeah, 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 I just haven't had a break, basically. And I just need to do it. I just don't understand those oh, people. Wow. Yeah. Name this. Movie, show, TV, film, quiz, show, thing. This game is fantastic, right? Is it? 
Is it the game that I created? Copyright TM. You Great. definitely created it. I created it. Copyright for sure. I don't 100%. know why it's copyright. I don't think anyone <laughs> saw this game. This yeah. is name this TV show movie quiz game thing. Thing. TM copyright. Dang. <laughs> Have you got a theme tune for this game? We, we, we need to. We do need one because actually... Can we just this, make up a theme tune for it in this episode? Okay. Yeah, go on. <laughs> Five, six. Name this TV show, film, game, quiz, movie thing. Okay. It changes every week. Name this... Movie show, TV, film, quiz, show, thing. Thank you. I actually like that. Boom! Basically, I'm going to run through the rules. It's light-hearted, silly and fun, and it's the best game you're ever going to play in your whole life. Clue one. We're going to give you... Basically, you've got to guess the title of a show or a film, right? Based on the theme that I'm going to tell you. If it was about plants, I'd win this game. You would definitely really? would, but, but it's I not. Don't it's know about your industry. About industry things, which is why I don't have Instagram. You get four clues. <laughs> um, the first clue, you, I'll give you odd words from the title, possibly a syllable if I think it's too easy. Okay. Clue two, I'll let you know how many words are in the title. This will help you. Clue three, I'll give you one word to describe the thing. Clue four, if you haven't got it by then, mm. I'll describe one of the characters that will kind of feed into the narrative, the narrative. of the thing. Actually, the theme of this... Yes. TV shows or films with interesting slash unconventional couple scenarios. Your first project. The clue, a word in this title is by... Biodegradable lovers. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> they can't go out in the rain and... They just biodegrade. <laughs> they just biodegrade. <laughs> B I as in bicycle or by B Y as in by. Uh, call me by your name. Bad ding, girl. Ding 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 ding. Is it? Yeah. Bad girl. Kachin. No, that what's also made name me angry. Is... Wow. Name this. <laughs> game this show. Name this thing. This is <laughs> okay. The t- first word that I'm going to give you is of. Ah. Hey. <laughs> hey. Of. of. Hey. Just, Just of. Of. Of mice and men. No. That's an unconventional relationship. Well done, but it's not that. That's actually very good, but no. Oh, is the lovers as in like they have to be sexual? No, no, I just say it's of unconventional or interesting couple scenarios. Yes, couple scenarios, yes, yes, yes. Um... Or interesting couple scenarios. I mean, how am I supposed to get that with of? But you could. What's the next clue? The second clue is there are three words in the title. Okay. Uh, Book of love. No. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, <laughs> three words. <laughs> Sorry, I choked. Okay. Yes. Of? Yes. Okay. Another, another clue. One. Another glue. Small oh. is the theme of this project. <laughs> That's why I'm like, it's ridiculous. <sighs> Small. Yeah. We're like Toy Story characters. We're like Legoland. Lego characters. Okay, but whatever. Small. Mm. Of. Mm. Um, love. Of. Miniatures, <laughs> which is also a very good idea. I want to find a friend. Go on. I think the fourth clue is really easy. Ring, ring. Yeah, hello. Yo. Um, so I'm playing this very strange game mm-hmm. where I apparently have three clues um, mm. to guess this title. Four. Mm. But anyway, go ahead. Okay, four clues. And apparently I'm supposed to know all of the shows with something with of in it. All right. So in my mind, I'm thinking that... <laughs> There's a character in it with like red hair. That's enough. Huh? <laughs> Is that enough? <laughs> red. Is it a cartoon character? Am I allowed to ask that? No, it's not a cartoon character. It's not. Ca- I no. give in. All right. Do you want the fourth You've got clue? A fourth clue though. Oh. Yeah. The fourth clue is a monstrous puppet man falls in love. 
This is so easy. I'm literally telling you what it is. Pop I've no pop. idea. I've literally okay. no idea. Bride of Chucky, made in 1998. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it? Fun fact, Bride of Chucky is the most expensive Chucky Charles play <laughs> movie to this to date, with a budget of $25 million. Yeah, what? That is fun. <laughs> because this is supposed to be easy, it's, okay. we're using a syllable. The syllable is meh. Meh. <laughs> meh. It's easy. Guys, when you have no idea, meh is hard. No, no, it's not. Do you want your second clue? Yeah. It's one word title. It's a one word title. And five syllables. Guys. <laughs> meh. When it's meh. so hard, you've no idea how hard it is. I know, I know, I know. super easy. It's just so easy. Please, I'm going to call a friend. How you did? You're right. Hey, um, hi again. Listen, I'm struggling here. My palms time. are sweaty. What clue can I give for this? The director has very interesting methods. Every director would put their hand up and be like, that's me. <laughs> the director... Very interesting methods. ...makes you feel something, like, soulfully before you begin. What? So we've heard quite that's recently. Oh, Do you want your third clue? Yes. Arrangement. Do you want your fourth clue? I just want the word. <laughs> Do you want the fourth clue? Yeah. A woman inserts herself into a relationship status quo. This is so impossible. It's not. It's really, like, you should get it. You <laughs> should get it. You. All right, your clues are meh. Meh. Is meh? The title. It is one word. Trigonometry. Yeah. <laughs> Where is the meh? Trigonometry. Not meh. Meh. Tree. Trigonometry. Trigonometry. That's hilarious. That's how she spelled it. Trigonometry. Trigonometry. That is hilarious. Oh, it's trigonometry. Trigonometry. I'd say meh. But you say not, you wouldn't say trigonometry. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say trigonometry. 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 Not meh. Meh would be like uh, membrane. Right. Trigonometry. <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact: Talisa plays Gemma alongside Gary Carr as Kieran and Ariane Labette as Ray. Mm-hmm. The wor- words in the title are the and of. The words in the title. The both words are the and of. Yeah. yeah. Four, do you want the second clue? Yeah. There are four words. In, oh, sorry. Go on. No, no, it's fine. There are four words in the title. There are something of something. Mm-hmm. Next time, next clue, next clue. Communication. That, oh my God, that is not a clue. <laughs> that is a clue, that is a clue. It is a clue, communication. Isn't film communication? Okay, you want to get deep <laughs> to me, sir. <laughs> I'm trying to get deep, yeah. but this is very confusing. Do you want your fourth clue? Yes, please. A, clone, uh, a lonely cleaner fishes for love. Come on. Oh, oh, fuck. Am I allowed to you can, me? of course you can. Fuck, 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 fuck. Yeah. Um, the, what's that film? I know, you know it. Oh, maybe it's not the thing I'm thinking Fishes of. for love. Fishes. This the is so easy. I don't know. Nemo. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 yes. the, what's that? The water, the, the silence. No, the, the, the of sound of water. The something of water. The something of water. We yeah. get half a what's point. What's the story? The shape the of water. Shape. The fun fact. Uh-huh. <laughs> Most of the characters were written with the actors in mind. Octavia Spencer said her character was reminiscent of a collaboration between her roles in The Help and Hidden Figures, and that she would have played the desk if Guillermo, oh shit, Guillermo del Toro yeah. asked Guillermo to play del desk. Toro. That's what I said. So that guy, yeah, who plays the, the fish, fish man. has played the most incredible characters but yes. you've never seen his face yes. he's been like he was like the Darth Vader guy he was at, oh, he's wow. been the most yeah amazing. he's been the most amazing he, and actor. amazingly he can walk around LA and no one knows who he is yeah. but he's like the guy to call because he's basically been trained has he been trained 
No. Someone said that he'd been trained into like torture methods because it takes so long to put these these, um, these uh, prosthetics on. on. Oh wow! But I think she think it was Jim Carrey. We were so for, um, the mask. The mask. No, the other one. Which the, one? The, Benjamin. The, no, no, the, the green, the green creature one. The mask. It's also the mask. No, you know, oh, the, oh the, Grinch, the, Grinch, the Grinch, the Grinch, the Grinch. He was trained for like torture methods because Shit. he had to sit still for like hours a day. All right. So the project, the clue, a word in the title is the. Oh, no, but you think unconventional. Give the listeners some help here. No, because if I gave you the whole lot, you'd get it, and I'd given you too many yeah, syllables. Then we'd, then we'd get there, and we could talk about the film. <laughs> it's the, not a film; it's a TV, it's a TV show. show. TV show. Unconventional, interesting relationships. Okay. Is the yes heartstop? I oh, know heartstopper doesn't have the on the at the start, but that's not really unconventional. This is what I mean about unconventional. The do you need the next clue? Because I wouldn't say trigonometry is unconventional. Exactly, but it's interesting. interesting. I said interesting, oh, interesting. Slash, slash conventional, unconventional. unconventional. The do you want your second clue? Um, <laughs> yes, please. Three words in the title. It's a teeny curveball, but it is still it still factors. Do you want your third clue? <laughs> this makes me so nervous. Yes, please. Fundamentalism is the clue, the theme of the show. Fundamentalism. Fundamentalism. What shows have an imposed regime as like? The core pattern. of it. Yeah. TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you want your final clue? Yes, please. A woman supports her husband's oppression of women and men. A woman supports her husband's oppression of women and men. Of women and men. Fundamentally. Oh, it's the one with the women. Go on. Right. What's it called? <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. It's like what's three times seventeen, and mm-hmm. I'm like, shh. Yeah, my brain goes blank. You might as well cut. But out you got it because you did the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll give you the point. The Maid's Tale. That's Handmaid's what it, Tale. The Handmaid's Tale. Is it tale. the Handmaid's Tale? Yeah. It's Handmaid's Tale. Yes. Thank you. How well much done. money do I win? Well, God. Um, the not-so-fun fact, although the dystopian future depicted in The Handmaid's Tale may seem un- unimaginable in the real world, Margaret Atwood, the author, said that while writing the book, she made a point to stay true to the kinds of atrocities humans and had historically committed against one another. I made a rule for myself. I would not include anything that human beings had not already done in some other place or time. So basically, The Handmaid's Tale's real facts. Grim. And the process. What's the process, Leon? So the process is kind of like a builder story, right? So we asked a guest at the beginning of our season, this is Aisha Bywaters, to come up with a concept, an idea. She came up with a short film idea. Mm-hmm. And then she came up with the opening scene. And then from then on, we'd have the next guest continue the story. And then the next guest continue oh. the story. Oh. And so on and so on and so forth. Very nice. Very nice. Nice. Who has the right? Should we just go from where we... Uh, um, no, 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 no. <laughs> Okay, All right, go on. so we have three homies. <laughs> Great. Uh, by the names of Rachel, Aquia, and Lydia. They are on their way to carnival. This is the first carnival after lockdown, so they're all excited. They've been apart for a little while mm-hmm. in terms of friendship, so this is their way of like coming together. So Rachel's in love with Aquia. Aquia doesn't know this. Okay. And Aquia and Lydia have been on these apps and they've been dating the same person. They don't know, they don't know it. They're going to carnival to meet this person. Okay. So, they all turn up at Carnival. Right. They meet their friend, whose name is V, for some reason, Vanilla, V. And she's like, I'm also meeting a guy. And they're like, okay, girls, this is so fishy. And they describe this guy who's not on social media. Da-da-da-da. It turns out, obviously, it's the same guy. He oh. turns up. They're, like, pissed off. Like, what the fuck are you doing, homie? Like, don't try it. You try to run game on us. It's not going to work. Okay. So then they huddle together, like girls do. Like, 
shall we bust his clout or do we just enjoy carnival? Okay. They decide to enjoy carnival. And they're like, forgive him, fuck it, it's carnival. We're yeah. not going <laughs> to waste our time getting mad at a man after lockdown. It's still mac and cheese. So, you know, we just go <laughs> and have fun. They go and have fun. Mm-hmm. Um, he is in tow for some reason. He doesn't feel scared. He's like, I'm going to join these girls even though I try to oh. scam them. So they go, they party, Scanner. they party, dance, and what's his name? Can't we didn't remember. give him a name. He did have a name at some he, point, well, Darnell or something. I don't know. He's got a different okay. name for all three. Yeah, of them, he's given. Right? Them, so we don't actually know his real name because he's given them all a different given name. Different name. Right. So they partied hard. Da, da 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 da. In the midst of the butts and the bums and the whining and the dancing and the melee, mm. um, he gets knocked to the ground because just not just for fun because it's a bit you know party harding and all that wanna, sort of stuff. They want to get some truth out of him. That's what I. That's what I interpreted like. Because no, even no. though they've partied with him, they want to get some They do have... Out. So they think plying with drink, but he keeps refusing the drink. Mm-hmm. Innit? They're like, why is man not drinking? It's carnival. <laughs> okay. But they're like, let's get him drunk and we'll find out what his game is. Uh. Man's not drinking. He falls over. So like, ha, get him. Pour drink down his neck. <gasps> what? Now, this is abusive. <laughs> instead of him choking, man malfunctions. He starts going... <laughs> and he starts to go robotic and then he's just powers down. There you go. So they're like, shit. Man doesn't have a name because he's got a number. Whoa. Mm. And then, so... What do you do with electronic goods that... Um, when a lot, yeah, yeah, yeah. When a lot electronic, right? So rice. no, two of them run off and like, we're going to get some rice and peas, something. <laughs> let's, let's, un, let's power him up. So Queer's left with him. When the girls get back, Rachel... Should they try and save this thing rather than figure out what on earth this very human life is? Their robot. whole point is they're going to go and get some rice and peas. They keep okay. alive they're also so a little bit lit, so they're not thinking straight. This okay, is meant okay. to be also a comedy. And there's also they robots can... live in this existence. Right. Is this like a we don't know. No, yeah, they don't, they don't know. They're no, just no. like, what the fuck? Okay, let's just... Right. So it's also a comedy, by the way. Comedy, okay. sci-fi, and now fantasy thriller. So they get back. Where's the robot guy and their friend? Gone. What's happened? So... The last guest we had, Sheila Nortley, says they see the guy and, the, and a queer have disappeared. The girls decide to kind of figure out who the fuck and what is this robot man? Mm-hmm. Why is this going on? But in his wake or in his absence, in their absence, there's a piece of his system that's on the ground, like something from his yeah, genetic makeup. And it has a logo on it. Surprise, surprise. The logo <laughs> is the company that has been sponsoring Carnival since lockdown. So Ooh. what they're seeing is everywhere, all of a sudden, they're seeing this logo. Um, and the backstory, Carnival's going to get shut down. It's cost too money, too much fun, blah, 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 blah. Uh-huh. This corporate steps in and says, no, 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 we're going to sponsor it. The whole damn thing. So Rachel, who is in love with the queer, just for everybody to remember, um, <laughs> is like really panicking because where's my fucking love of my life? Where is she? Um, everyone's like, let's calm down. Let's focus on what's... the ahead of us she though gets off in a rage and says I'm going to find the organisers of this event and find out what's going down mm-hmm. where oh, do you want I to take this story that. so they're running through a melee of people they're crawling through all these people trying to find the organiser mm-hmm. Nigel Nigel is nowhere to be found but they still keep searching for him they're searching for him and they get to kneeling the toilet as you do when you've had <laughs> quite a lot yeah. to drink carnival so they go, right, we need to sort this out, but we're just going to run behind this truck, have a little whiz, mm-hmm. and then carry on with our mission. Yep. <laughs> do a whiz. Yep. <laughs> Which is everyone's goal at Carnival. <laughs> as they go behind this truck, and Rachel wants to pee, mm-hmm. as she squats and starts to pee, she realises that the pavement that she is peeing on is dissolving a little bit. She, like, nudges it with her foot, and it's made of cardboard. And she pushes the whole side that looks like a bush piece of scenery. Oh, my. Now, 
Rachel has a little bit of rum in her back pocket mm-hmm. and she pours this rum over the bush and it starts to disintegrate like cardboard does. And she peels past the cardboard mm-hmm. and they're in a set. They're in a huge studio set and it's black and there's all of these white people with <laughs> cameras and booms and headphones on their heads going quietly into their, into their headphones, mayday, mayday, mm-hmm. accident happening, we've got a malfunction, mayday, mayday, we've got to shut them down. They see these two big-ass men with dark sunglasses run towards them and one of them gets a syringe out and starts to syringe Rachel and she mashes him with the back of the bottle but it's too late because the syringe has just gone into her arm Mm. and she falls down, hits her head on the ground. Who's she with? Lydia. Lydia struggles, 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 kicks and screams, Rachel, Rachel, what's going on? Can't understand. She She turns back and there's like this light peeking through of what she thought was Labrick Grove and it was actually just a tunnel of cardboard with music coming out of it and all of these people that seem to be operating it. And just as she notices this, bam, needle in her thigh passes out. These two get dragged by Nigel's associates mm-hmm. into a dark room. The cardboard bit is taped back together again. Mm-hmm. The bush is replaced with a strong... <laughs> <laughs> I'm on a roll. I was also looking you dead in the eye, bro. And I am intentionally typing. This is intense. I am typing. So like, am I going to... It's the typing is like willing me forward because I feel like if I stop, I'm going to fall over and hit my head. So by the end of the episode, you don't know how they're going to get out of this because you've got these two people that have seen a snippet of the truth and all of these white folk organizing something from the outside but this reality world that they thought was real all their lives is being taped back up if we make it you will get a credit thank you yeah, yeah. i mean if you need a director <laughs> and yes there's will. that um yeah. don't ask me because it sounds insane <laughs> we need budget we need budget we need this huge budget thank you to lisa thank you, very much. Thank you so where, much I, I was gonna ask like, where we you find you, you but or what's the next project that people can watch yes. you in or where can they watch your back oh, stuff watch my film we met before yes on gal dem or girls in film there you go mm-hmm. um just type in we met before mm-hmm. and hopefully you'll find it um, yeah i'm just glad that it's out there for more people to watch because okay. it's something that is very close to my heart in terms of yeah talking about what's difficult thank you so much it's wonderful thank you so much really, really for having this is brilliant me. thank you Love it's it. It's been gorgeous. Thank Good, you. I'm glad you enjoyed it, man. Yay. This has Excellent. been another episode of The Circle.